time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. All right, welcome into the season premiere of the Southern Race Week radio podcast for you here on your favorite podcast location. Whether it's iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud, we greatly appreciate you taking the dime to download, listen in, and subscribe to the Southern Race Week Radio Podcast. My name is Alfie, and I'll be joining you here to deliver to you our first episode of 2024 as we deliver to you the latest news and information from the world of racing, whether it's NASCAR, the IndyCar Series, NHRA, or all the short track races that are going to be going on along the Southeast. We will cover it for you right here on the Southern Race Week Radio Podcast. And we have another exciting episode to kick off a new season of the Southern Race Week Radio Podcast. We will hear from Kevin Lee, pit reporter for IndyCar coverage on NBC. Also, super late model driver Bubba Pollard. And then also co-host of NASCAR Race Hub and also the play-by-play voice for the Xfinity Series on FS1, Adam Alexander. So we'll hear from those great guests coming up this week for you here on the season premiere of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And also, by the time you know it, we will be racing at Atlanta Motor Speedway. The and Better Help 400 Race Weekend is just a few weeks away and you still have an opportunity to enter and win your way in to AMS for the Embedded Health 400 race weekend as our very own WB has secured himself a few tickets along with pre-race pit passes and parking passes for the action at Atlanta Motor Speedway for the Embedded Health 400 race weekend and if you want to enter your way to win those passes all you got to do is head on over to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week. And while you're there, we ask you that you have to like and follow the Southern Race Week radio page. And then at the top of the page, pinned to the top of the page, is our post talking about the contest giveaway. And all you have to do is like and share that post. So that's all you got to do. So number one, like and follow the Southern Race Week radio Facebook page. And then like and share the posts you will see the M Better Health 400 Race Weekend logo, and once again, it is pinned right there at the top of the page, so it's conveniently located for you to find and uh, enter. So it's easy, and you can't win these tickets unless you enter to win them. So once again, head on over to the Facebook page, facebook.com/slash Southern Race Week, and enter your way to win passes to possibly, maybe, even a sweet as well so there you go head on over to it uh, to um, facebook.com slash southern race week and if you need to purchase your tickets for any of the events going on the m better help 400 race weekend just head on over to atlanta motor speedway.com now before we get into the uh, great interviews we've got lined up of course nascar officially well you know kind of unofficially kicked off the season this past saturday night with the bush clash at the coliseum which was originally scheduled to run on sunday night but due to the extreme weather conditions that I was going to be in the Los Angeles area uh, beginning uh, today, Monday, which is when this podcast is debuting for you, they uh, decided to go ahead and move the race to Saturday night along with the NASCAR Mexico Series race. And uh, so you got two races, exciting uh, races, bumper to bumper, beating and banging, some tempers flaring, uh, a great way to get things settled in, ready to go, and then when we kick off the season in Daytona for the Daytona 500 coming up here in just a 
a few weeks, man. Really excited to get the NASCAR season kicked off. And then in the middle of March is when the season kicks off for the NHRA and the IndyCar Series. So very excited to kick off a new season of race coverage for you right here on the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. So uh, before we get into our great interviews, as always, we kick off the podcast with the racing recap. And, of course, just only one event to recap that happened over the weekend, of course, which was the Bushlight Clash at the Coliseum. And the final restart was the difference for Denny Hamlin. A day earlier than planned, the result of a devastating weather forecast for the Los Angeles area, Hamlin got the jump he needed on an overtime restart and won Saturday night's third edition of the Bushlight Clash at the Coliseum. Smoking his tires in every corner after grabbing the lead on a restart on lap 141 of a scheduled 150, Hamlin was a few yards away from the finish line when his Joe Gibbs racing teammate Ty Gibbs spun off the bumper of Kyle Larson's Chevrolet to bring out the seventh caution and force a two-lap shootout. On the final restart, Hamlin stayed clear of runner-up Kyle Busch and crossed the stripe with a .610 second advantage, earning his fourth victory in the season open exhibition race. Most among active drivers were the three coming at Daytona International Speedway. With a remarkable run from the rear of the field, 2023 Cup Series champion Ryan Blaney finished third after using a provisional just to make the field. Blaney started 23rd and made steady progress throughout the race. Joey Logano came home fourth with Kyle Larson claiming the fifth position. Alex Bowman, Chase Briscoe, Brad Keselowski, Martin Truex Jr., and William Byron completed the top ten. All eyes turn to Daytona now as the 2024 regular season kicks off with the 66th running of the Daytona 500. That'll be on Sunday, February 18th, 2.30 p.m. is when the green flag will drop. And that'll be on Fox, the Motor Racing Network, along with Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. So there you go. That is your racing recap for this week's edition of the Southern Race Week Radio Podcast. Hey, everybody, this is Ben Rose, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to the season premiere of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie as we continue on with our brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And we're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here on the season premiere of Southern Race Week Radio for 2024. You can watch him as he covers IndyCar for NBC Sports. You also heard him and saw him as he was covering the Rolex 24 race at Daytona for NBC. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in great friend of the show, Mr. Kevin Lee. Mr. Lee, thank you so much for once again joining us here on Southern Race Week Radio, sir. Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend. My pleasure. All good here. How are you? I'm doing good, sir. And you're coming off a uh, fantastic weekend, be a kicking off racing uh, coverage for NBC as you guys covered the uh, Rolex at 24, uh, the 24 race there at Daytona. Now, normally for all racing fans, including myself in NASCAR, we know that Daytona 500 kind of takes things off for the racing world with NHRA and then IndyCar following as you guys will kick off your season for the uh, IndyCar series uh, on uh, March 10th for the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg, which will be on uh, NBC Peacock and also Sirius XM will be covering it as well. But um, I think the most anticipated race of the year, and I know for myself as a race fan, is the Rolex 24, 24 straight hours of racing at Daytona. 
You were there as part of the NBC crew amongst a whole host of people as um as, as Peacock was carrying all the coverage on 24 hours. But let me ask you, Kevin, as a broadcaster, obviously you're not doing the complete 24-hour coverage of the race, but you're doing some work on Saturday. You did some work on on Sunday. Do you prepare differently for a race of, of that kind of magnitude? Well, there, there's a lot more preparation needed than an IndyCar race or a NASCAR race just simply because the amount of drivers. For an IndyCar race, you're talking 23 to 27 drivers. The Indy 500 is 33. I believe there were 227 drivers in this race. And a lot of people on our team also covered the Michelin Pilot Challenge race. And there's another 140 drivers. So if you're in the booth, those are the names and the teams that you need to know. 61 uh, cars. Maybe it ended up being 59. I think 59 were the number of cars in the Rolex, 45 in the Michelin Pilot race. So the booth people need to know a little bit about all of those teams to at least identify them and hopefully pronounce their names. We often joke there are 227 listed drivers in the event, but by the time we finish, we'll have 241-ish because we might pronounce the same driver's name three different ways uh, for someone we're not very familiar with. In the pits, it's a little bit easier because we break it up into sections. It still helps if you know something about everyone. If, for example, there's a collision on pit road, in front of you and you need to identify that that driver in that car or you may get assigned someone in victory lane to interview that you haven't dealt with uh but i i probably had the easier assignment i had mostly the gtp cars the top class so that was pit in and the reason they cho choose pit in rather than pit out like you normally do in nascar or indycar uh, is because you want to be close to the garage there is a decent chance that at some point in a 24-hour race, you're going to need to go to the garage. If that happens in NASCAR or IndyCar, your race is over. It's not over in sports cars. You might even still be able to win and go back to the garage and miss only, you know, go down two or three laps and catch back up with yellow procedures and wave arounds and, and so forth. So I had those cars, a couple of the top-level GTD cars. I had the Corvettes, the Lexus. Uh, and then there was a little part of the race where we have only two reporters instead of three, and then I had half the field. So, you know, I guess I only had 100 drivers to prepare for rather than 227. But it's a lot of prep, and it's just such a cool event. It's it's really an all-star race. It's not only the first race of the year, the first four-wheel race of the year, the first, um, you know, kind of – bigger type race i know the chili bowl is a huge event but that's a very different type of environment so those that are road race fans or typical big event big track car race fans this is it so if you're an IndyCar fan it's been since september if you're a nascar fan it's been a week and a half because their off season is about three weeks long something like that it's not very long but IndyCar fans have been hoping for something and there are a lot of IndyCar drivers there are depending on how you look at it, 15 or 16 active IndyCar drivers in this event. There were many former IndyCar drivers. There were 10 or 11 Formula One drivers. Bubba Wallace and John Hinder Nemechek and Corey Heim were in the pilot race. Sometimes we have cup drivers in, in the Rolex. So it's where everybody gathers together, all the manufacturers. It's, it's kind of a, a fantastic way to start off the year. 
Uh, speaking with Kevin Lee here, pit reporter for IndyCar coverage on NBC as we, re as we recap the Rolex 24 at Daytona uh, from last week. And, and a bit of an ending streak for two entities in this. Roger Penske, 55 years since he was the overall winner, 14 years uh, for Porsche as far as their streak of uh, not getting the overall winning ship. But uh, it seems there was a little bit of controversy uh, Kevin, you kind of dealt with this with the situation in the, the uh, Indianapolis 500 this past uh, this past year, but a little bit of controversy as Esma came out and said that the green that the checkered flag came out a little bit earlier than what they had anticipated for that it wasn't a complete 24 hours. As, and as, as I was watching the race, uh, the 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 the, uh, the white flag came out and the clock still said I think like a minute or something left or something like that, and I was. And I think a lot of people were confused and the checkered flag came out and then the end of the race and they made a statement that says that they they owned up to their mistake of waving the flag early. But under the new rules that the, that's how it's going to end um, your thoughts on the way how that whole situation was dealt and and how they handled this 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 situation. I would say simply this mistakes happen <laughs> and keep in mind that uh, the people in race control I don't think that they do rotations. I think they're up there the entire 24 hours. Some of the strategists, the mechanics, you know, it's it's the broadcasters and the drivers that get to take naps, but there are a lot of people that do not get breaks other than 25 minutes between pit stops. And if you're in race control, you don't. I'm sure they probably do get breaks, but it's it's very rare uh, how that's going to happen. I actually have not asked Bo Barfield, the race director, if he's up there the entire 24 or not, but I think there's a chance that, that he might be, and maybe he gets a brief break where he's not on, but he's not leaving that area. He's kind of in the back in case something needs to happen. Uh, it, it was close on time. So the way a 24 hour race works is the first time the overall leader crosses the line after 24 hours, the race is supposed to be over. So then they're back timing and trying to decide when they're going to, wave the white flag and it was really close by like two seconds or so whether it was going to be three laps or two laps two laps one lap i'm not sure the white ever flew which does not have to happen i've been involved in many races where we never see a white flag and then a checker just comes out so that's the way a timed race works but they simply made a mistake i think they meant to fly the white flag even then it was going to be close because there was a minute 35 ish left on the clock and a lap is about a minute 38 or so at that point, depending on traffic. Uh, luckily, it didn't impact any result. There was no one that I'm aware of that was on massive fuel or energy save. They were all going to make it. Uh, there was nobody that was that close. The, the GTP class was two seconds. LMP2 was six seconds. Uh, GTD Pro... I think the winner was the only one on that lap and then it was three seconds in the gtd class so it didn't change the outcome i respect the fact that they didn't try to come up with an excuse they just simply said we made a human error and and we move on well it's definitely good to know that they they did kind of come out and say something about it so that is definitely awesome job from insma there on that um kevin of course your coverage on uh indycar will begin on nbc peacock uh, the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. Once again, that'll be on March 10th. And Kevin, the rest of the NBC Sports crew will be covering all of IndyCar uh, throughout the season, as well as Peacock and NBC USA, I'm sure, as well. 
So all the great uh, Universal Networks will be helping out with that coverage as well. Uh, Kevin, as always, we appreciate it when you take some time to join us here on Southern Race Week Radio, sir. Uh, good luck to you as you kick off the IndyCar season March 10th, and I'm sure we'll check in with you throughout the season for updates, results, and continuing coverage of what's going on in the IndyCar series, sir. All right. Thank you. Have a good year. Uh, and real quick, before I get out of here, uh, for uh, handles on your social media, where can people go to follow you and keep up with what's going on? Uh, Kevin Lee 23 on Twitter, and I occasionally post on Instagram. Hey, everyone, this is Anthony Alfredo, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, folks, welcome back to this edition of Southern Race Week. This week, as always, uh, we love to have on great guests, and we love to have great sponsors. And this week, we're being sponsored by Atlanta Motor Speedway. But the guest of all guests is none other than the man who can win any race that you put him in. And that is none other than Georgia's own Bubba Pollard. Bubba, welcome back to the show, sir. I appreciate you having me on. Speed Fest was uh, down at uh, Watermelon Capital Speedway slash Cochran Park slash whatever they want to call it this day. Tell me about the uh, the the track that day and and how many guys you were up against. Yeah, it was you know <laughs> excuse me, it was actually a pretty cold weekend. There was a lot of NASCAR guys there with Josh Berry and uh, Bernie Jones. Ross Chastain was there, so. They had a good turnout for, for everything that took place that weekend with it being cold and everything. So really happy with the turnout and see all the fans fans that come out and check out the race. But uh, just a, a good weekend. I think we qualified second due to the invert. I think we started third or fifth, I think. We started the race and just, just overall got to the front pretty early. And then by halfway through the race, we made a pit stop and had to come from, I think, 12. Uh, after the pit stop there and, and come back to the front with about 40 to go. So had a good weekend. Car was fast and, and everybody that helped me out uh, did a great job. So uh, it, was a, it was a good weekend. Talking about the uh, the event and everything, you uh, you had some, some sponsors on the side of that car. Tell me who those were. Yeah, you know, we, we couldn't do it uh, without partners of ours with uh, Phoenix Construction, Fire and Outdoors, a whole list of, of guys, but and it takes it takes everyone to to make these cars go around a circle, and all the people that help you out uh, throughout the week and on the weekend. Uh, it's, a, it's a group effort. Well, if y'all are just joining us here, we've got Bubba Pollard on the old uh, Food Depot hotline here uh, this weekend, presented by Atlanta Motor Speedway and the Am Better Health Four Hundred. Uh, Bubba, let's talk about uh, podcast. Tell me about that, brother. Yeah, you know uh, we've really enjoyed you know kind of kind of stepping out of our comfort zone and doing some different things and, uh, you know, just let everybody know of the, uh, the legends that are in the sport um, is the biggest thing and hearing those stories and uh, kind of where they come from and how it all got started because a lot of the young generation nowadays really don't know a lot of the old school racers uh, that grew up uh, that were great, uh, that would go down in history. So just kind of, you know, bringing some of that knowledge to the people you know, coming up in the short track world now, and hopefully some new fans come along. But yeah, uh, we, we, we're, we're having fun with it, and uh, we do some fall through the day of the race and things like that. So uh, it's kind of new to us, but uh, we kind of took took a little bit of break here during the uh, during the winter time and get back going here in the next couple of weeks and uh, put out some good content for some people and have some fun with it. Well, tell folks what it's called and tell people where they can go find it and how they can listen to it or even watch it. Yeah, so um, it's uh, BS and with Bubba. That's BS and with Bubba. That's right. Okay. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> we can easily stir up some good BS on the show. So, uh, <laughs> it's, it's on YouTube. Go online and 
we're pretty much uh to all the I think we're getting on Spotify and things like that. I don't really know all the good outlets that we we're hooked to, but Facebook, you can also go to Sport Action Films and follow those guys and uh, they're doing great great content throughout the short track world, um, with everyone. So uh, it's pretty neat. But uh, yeah, everyone search it out, uh, and, and check it out. I have had a chance to check it out, Bubba and you know, as someone who come from the, you know, the TV business for 15 years, it felt like, um, you, I got to tell you, man, it's a great quality production. Uh, I've watched it on YouTube and, uh, I just can't wait till you hit that thousand, uh, thousand subscriber mark. And then when you get that hundred thousand subscriber mark, cause I'm going to come over and ask to borrow some money from you. <laughs> well, we hope we get to that point. We, we hope we're just having fun with it. It's the biggest thing. And hopefully along the way we can get some sponsors and uh, just put just just make everyone knowledgeable of what's going on in the short track world currently and what happened uh, in the past and uh, what's what is coming to in the future. So uh, yeah, just uh, everyone get on there and check it out. It'll be been a great time. Uh, we support or we try to you know we got a spotlight on racetracks and things like that, different series and the bigger events that are throughout the short track world. So folks, y'all need to go check out BSing with Bubba on YouTube and, uh, and, and make sure that you subscribe, click on the subscribe and the alert. So that way, every time Bubba Pollard posts up a new program or new podcast, you will get an alert on your phone and you'll be able to watch. I really like the concept and I want people to go uh, like it, subscribe it, uh, and get those alerts. Uh, because I know I can't wait to see the next episode and everything. And, um, shoot, man, it's a new launching pad for you to be able to, you know, get the monetization from YouTube and then, uh, you know, Hey, it helps pay for more racing. Yeah. It's really been, uh, it's been, been different. We've stayed in our comfort zone, we'll be able to do it, but I had a lot of help along the way with the Tom Ryan and Sport Action Films. Done a great job to put it all together. Uh, he's the he's the brains behind this whole thing, and hopefully it works out for everyone. And just uh, just have some fun. That's the biggest thing. All right, Tim. Well, listen, folks, y'all need to go check out BubbaPollard.com and follow Bubba Pollard on Instagram. Uh, and also, too, don't forget check out BSing with Bubba on YouTube. And make sure that you like it, subscribe to it, and uh, you can catch some of the past shows. And also make sure that you get those alerts so you can watch BSing with Bubba because Lord knows if you ever would be able to, of course, we couldn't put the actual conversations that you and I have in the in the shop on TV, on, on YouTube because there's, there's rules. There's laws against that. But, hey, Bubba, appreciate you taking time out of your day. Congratulations on your win at SpeedFest, and uh, good luck on your next race. And tell the kids that we all said hello. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Uh, thanks for having me. Hi, I'm Heather DeVoe, co-host of the Mics Are Hot podcast, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to the season premiere of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southfield. We continue on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio and the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And we're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the Food Depot Zoom line, as he's one of the many faces that you'll see during NASCAR Race Hub that just kicked off their season last Monday. And not only that, they kicked off the season with episode number 2,500. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in the voice of the Xfinity Series for Fox Sports. And also, as I mentioned, one of the many hosts that you'll see on NASCAR Race Hub. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. 
How about that intro? I, I got to say, that's a first. I've never been introed like that before. Thank you. Hey, when we have a big deal guest on, we got to give them a big deal introduction. And of course, sir, you are a big deal. You've been with Fox Sports for many years. In fact, you're with them back in the old Speed Channel days, which is where NASCAR Race Hub made its debut. And also, as we mentioned, you're, you do play-by-play -play for the Xfinity Series. But before we talk about the season, everything going on, let's talk about NASCAR Race Hub. Um, they, You guys had your season premiere last Monday. In fact, it was episode number 2000. 500 and for episode number one of nascar race up you were there you were the one who led this uh this ride off in style that was back on speed channel originally and now on uh, fs1 take me back to that first episode what was it like and did you think after that first episode that you'd get to 2500 i could have never imagined that would we would be here beginning year 15 and in 2500 episodes someone asked me Monday, when we were getting ready to go into the studio, did you think back on day one that you'd be here for show 2500? And my response was, I'm just glad to be here for day one. And when you when you think about the way the show has grown and all the changes we've gone through, it's pretty remarkable to see the, the journey that we've all experienced. But day one, there was just so much anticipation, a lot of nerves, a lot of anxiety, because it was a, a new idea. And, and Speed Channel was all about motorsports, but there's no doubt that NASCAR was our cornerstone. And we had so much good content with, you know, cup practice and qualifying and, and the Xfinity shows that we would do in the full season of, of trucks that to do a live daily show and to have that studio presence was a new venture for us. And, and when the idea came to me, I was excited to have the opportunity to be a part of it, but also felt some pressure because I didn't do a ton of studio work at that time. And so to be, to be a part of a show that had that kind of expectation uh, was a little bit overwhelming, but then to hit the ground running and to see where it's gone and, and the growth that it's experienced and the analyst lineup we have now and the multiple hosts and just the reputation that it carries, not just in the NASCAR community, but in particular in the NASCAR garage, has been pretty special to be a part of. Well, one of the many unique aspects of NASCAR Race Up that has gone on over the years is the fact that a lot of the analysts you have on are current Cup Series drivers, which you don't see. You don't see like NFL shows that have current players for the most part inside the studio doing the analysts of of what's going on. So what's that like when you guys have current drivers? Do you feel it's an advantage? I would say it's an advantage on many levels. Number one you're there to serve the viewer and the viewer is going to get the best information from those that experience day in and day out and, and are current. And, and we get that with not just the drivers that we come in that are racing weekly, but championship drivers that come from an unbelievable pedigree that have incredible resumes and really know and understand the sport and have experienced everything more so than, than anybody else really that we could go and, and get. So we're very fortunate in that regard. And I think that's the biggest win is what we're able to deliver to the fans that watch on a daily basis. The other part of that, though, that is always hit with me is the opportunity for us on the media side, the TV side, to develop a different type of relationship with the competitor. You know as well as I do, typically in the media, you're on one side of the river, the competitors are on the other. And those worlds don't really collide except for when a competitor has their opportunity to meet with the media, that media availability when you can ask those questions, whether it be a press conference before, after practice, whatever the case may be. And for us to not just be in there having drivers, the biggest names in the sport as analysts for our show, is it informative? 
it's a chance for them to see the world that we live in and how we operate and for us to gain a better appreciation for who they are away from the racetrack when they don't have the helmet on. And those relationships typically pay big dividends when you are in that media driver role and you have to cover them at the track or do an interview after something difficult has happened or celebrating a big win. So across the board, there have been many reasons why having those elite drivers as analysts has paid off for us and, and most importantly for the fans that watch at home. Speaking with Adam Alexander here on this week's edition of Southern Racing Radio, the main play-by-play is always for the Xfinity Series, as well as one of the many hosts on NASCAR Race Hub. Now, you're the main play-by-play for the Xfinity Series, a very exciting uh, series last year for the Xfinity Series. Definitely uh, the last uh, handful of races, definitely a lot of excitement there. Uh, look into the Xfinity Series this year, and we've had a lot of changes, drivers moving on, new drivers coming in, changing teams. Um, for you, it, going into the Xfinity Series this year, what is standing out to you for you as maybe the main storyline or maybe the most curious thing you want to see driver, you know, drivers, teams develop? What are you kind of thinking about the, the big story will be this year in the Xfinity Series that you're curious to see what works out? It's funny. I feel like if you rewind a year and you said, what's the big storyline? It, it probably would have been Cole Custer coming back. And, and he'd had so much success in the Xfinity Series. He went the cup. He was rookie of the year. He won. That didn't go quite as good as, as they would have hoped. And so he came back to the Xfinity Series and everyone felt like he might win eight, ten races. He didn't. It took him a while to get their footing. And they had some bad luck early in the year and maybe didn't get the results they deserved. But the reality was they, they didn't win a race until June. He ultimately, though, by the end of the season, is performing at a high level. They win multiple races, and he wins the championship. He's back now. And I feel like that the, the roof could get blown off by Cole Custer this year. My expectations this season are even higher than they were a year ago, and they're going to hit the ground running because of the foundation that they laid last season, picking up that title and that group now having a year under their belt together. So Cole Custer is someone, no doubt, that you're going to keep an eye on. Year in and year out, Justin Allgaier, he's a mainstay. He's a veteran. He's, he's been at Junior Motorsports for so long now in that seven car, and it seems like every year they make the championship four they did a season ago. He's got a young teammate that we're really going to have to keep an eye on. Sam Mayer, so impressive in the second portion of 2023, made the championship four won four times. I feel like his confidence is in a whole new place and their expectations will be high. And the other driver that, that I would have on my short list, and there, there are many that, that I could talk about, but is A.J. Allmendinger. You know, A.J. forever was in cup and known as just a road course guy. Came to the Xfinity Series, was dominant with colleague, winning regular season championships and was such a force, not just on road courses, but on ovals. Went to Cup last year, now is back in the Xfinity car. It's just hard for me to imagine that they don't win a handful of races and put themselves right in the middle of the conversation, a championship when we get to the fall. Well, it's going to be exciting to uh, watch, no doubt about it. And, of course, you'll be in the booth, uh, manning all the play-by-play coverage for the Xfinity Series on Fox. And also, as we mentioned, you'll be available as well, hosting uh, many times, I'm sure, on NASCAR Race up going to his 15th season and just celebrated episode number 2,500. Now, Mr. Alexander, I've heard of listeners out there want to keep up with you on the social media world. Uh, where can they go to follow you and, and keep up with what's going on with you and, and maybe NASCAR as well? I'm on Twitter or, or X, whatever terminology you use there, and Instagram. 
And it's the same. It's uh, at Adam one, the number one Alexander. So I, I appreciate a, a follow or a, a note and uh, love to stay connected and look forward to seeing the fans at the racetrack as well. This is Kim Coon. You're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southie as we wrap up the season premiere of Southern Race Week Radio. And thanks to our great guests for joining us here on our first episode of 2024. Of course, Kevin Lee. Pit reporter for IndyCar coverage on NBC. Also, short track driver extraordinaire Bubba Pollard. And then also the play-by-play voice of the Xfinity Series for Fox and one of the many hosts of NASCAR Race Hub, Mr. Adam Alexander. So thanks to those great guests for being in our first episode of our new season of Southern Race Week Radio. And don't forget, as we mentioned earlier in your show, we have an opportunity for you to win parking passes, weekend tickets, pre-race pit passes, for the Am Better Health 400 race weekend, along with sweet tickets. And if you want to enter your way to win those, head on over to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week. At the top of the page, we have pinned the way you can enter your way and win. And real quickly, just to let you know what you got to do, you got to like and follow the Southern Race Week Radio Facebook page and then like and share the post. So look at the top of the page. You'll see the Am Better Health 400 race logo, and then you'll see the post right there pinned to the top of our Facebook page. And also, don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio, and we have an email address. So feel free to drop us an email anytime, srwradio at yahoo.com. That is srwradio at yahoo.com. But once again, thanks to all our great guests for joining us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. And of course, to you, all our loyal fans and listeners of the radio show and the podcast, we always greatly appreciate it when you take the time to tune in, listen in, and spread the word about Southern Race Week Radio. And also, not forgetting that we do have those tickets for Land Motor Speedway. We will have tickets throughout the year for different tracks all along the Southeast. So once again, Thank you so much for tuning in. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Don't forget the Clash is coming up on Sunday, and we'll catch back up with you next week for another all-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. (laughs) 